Kyle from Games Brains of Bangalore Live. Here with Danny, Danny Garland, vocalist and bass player of what I would call a fascinatingly eclectic rock band, Fox Jaw. Danny, it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thank, thank you for having me. It's nice. Brilliant, brilliant. How, how, what have you been doing, I guess, over the, other than building towards a new album release over the last few months of a pandemic-stricken world? Um, I've been being very creative. I'm, <clears throat> we've been write, writing the second album and other bits as well. <clears throat> me and Josh have been extremely creative. I've, I've got some new toys. I've got a, a sub fatty, a moog. Okay. So I've been writing a lot of stuff on that. And um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, bands like Rush and Yes. And I love uh, that kind of 70s analog prog sound. So I think you might hear a bit of that on album two. Are you so far? Just, Sorry, go on. Um, yeah, I was just saying, yeah, the, <clears throat> like the idea for album two, I think is it's going to go a lot more progressive. Um, it's just quite cool. It's kind of exciting, particularly as obviously it's still so early days. So yeah, it seems mm. to have gone one of two ways um, during lockdown periods for uh, bands. I've been, as you say, in your case, um, super working, basically, working on new music and using that time when you're not gigging to get yeah. music down or... Because you can't, I guess, work together, practice, perhaps go out as much. I mean, at least you couldn't, uh, that you end up just almost sinking. But obviously that's not been the case for you fellas. No, we're, we're extremely, um, we're real workers, you know. We're work, working ants, you know. We're like a colony of ants. We're, we're always ready to lift the heaviest next thing. And um, it's kind of how we work, you know. It's like if there's any challenge thrown in the way, we want to move it out of the way, you know. Like this to us was... It's a, it's a strange situation to be in, but we looked at it as like, okay, we can't go out and play shows, but we can write loads of music. So when it comes around to recording the second album, we're going to have, we want to have like 50 songs, you know? Mm. Like, so we make the, the best album we can, do you know what I mean? For album two. Um, and a load of stuff just sitting on the side, I guess, if you ever want to do special editions and re-releases and demos and EPs and stuff, it's, I guess it's all there. Absolutely. Like, I'm a huge fan of um, bands that do split records as well. Like, for, for example, like Full of Hell and Mersbo did their record. And there's a few other bands I can't think of the top of my head. But like the idea of two bands coming together and making a, an album. We've got a few ideas of some bands we'd like to work with as well with that. But that's something else we're also talking and working on. Oh, wow. Wow, that's <laughs> fascinating. It's interesting because um, bands like Foxjaw, they're kind of the reason why we even started the website a couple of years ago. And it's a band, to be honest, um, that I, hadn't, I wasn't aware of you before your music came our way for a review. And it's like, sweet, cool, check that out, put it on. And it turns out to be something that is literally brilliant, uh, you know, beyond brilliant, impactful, impressive listens of 2020. The question for you is, do you feel like you've got something special with the album Royal Swan? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I, I'm a bit of a, a nutcase when it comes to my music. I'm, I'm never really, like, I mean, I'm proud of the work I've done and, and everything, but I'm, I'm so analytical about everything in my life, you know? Everything's got to be, I'm very OCD, I'm very um, over the top about things. It's like everything's got to be so, in a certain way. So when I finish something, I will listen back and I will pick it to pieces. Oh. Well, I'm not happy with that bit. That guitar tone went right. You know what I mean? Even though I'm, I'm super proud of the Royal Swan, I think it's probably the best bit of work I've ever done. Um, mm. it's, it covers so much 
um, genres as well in, in styles. It's like, I don't think there's a rock album like it that's come out in a while, which I think is quite refreshing. Um, but yeah, I'm always, I, I'm, I'm the one who's always got something to say, you know? Uh, picking your own work apart. I mean, I, it, it comes with the territory, but you must be at this stage, I guess, almost sick to death of having to hear those tracks over and over again. You're now, what, two weeks away from, roughly less than two weeks away from release. Aside mm. from the desperation just to get it out, is it just one of those things where you kind of just want it gone? Um, it's a strange one with this release because no one's I've ever been in this position where we're releasing an album and we're not touring it. So mm. it's kind of like some of these songs we've not played as well, you know? Some of these songs were created in the moment of the album, which is what's so special about this album as well you know because okay. goodbye dinosaur and playground for sad adults we'd sort of played a, a lot of those songs live because we were on this live circuit for a couple of years playing relentlessly whereas this album was kind of like we went to the middle of nowhere in deep in the middle of wells in this really beautiful place i miss it so much you know we took it for granted when we were there really because <laughs> we were all so involved in making it and we and we fought. Do you know what I mean? It, it wasn't. We weren't all happy families living in this little cottage in the middle of the country. We, we were. We were not getting on. Do you know at times? You know, and that's what what making a, a good record is like. Mm. And it was all clearly passion. Do you know what I mean? Like there was moments where me and Alex just had to because there was hills. Like you will see some of the pictures that will come out with. I don't know if you've seen them in the press kit of where we recorded it. But proper wilderness, like nothing there. Like no phone signal. Twenty minutes to the nearest shop like really out the middle of nowhere. So we would go out for, I'd have to go for walks because I'd be so stressed out because we weren't getting something right or Alex's, me were arguing over a guitar tone or a guitar part, you know, like it was very intense, you know, and we were recording to the night a lot of the time as well. It is amazing to hear because one of the things I've really taken away from the album um, is that it sounds and feels like you have given everything you could at that stage to this album, that your hearts mm. and souls to me, it's your hearts and souls in musical form. And it's very convincing. It sounds so sincere and that like it took a lot of effort. Mm. Obviously, that was the case then. Yeah, yeah. Why, what, why did you decide to do that route? Like lock yourselves away in such a, uh, in the wilderness? Uh, I think we, we want to put ourselves into strange scenarios as much as we can. I mean... Would we go back and do it like that again? Probably not anytime soon, just because it it became quite difficult. We, I mean, we, we didn't have a lot of money as well, so we were all struggling with food. I mean, there was days where toast and soup was all we ate. You know, it really was quite quite silly. But um, I think, like, for album two, we've, we've got plans to do that abroad. And we want to, every time we make a record, we want to go somewhere different. And for, for me, the Royal Swan is a, a very old kind of, like, Sabbathy sounding to the tone of it, you know, like old old analogs amp amps. We wanted it to sound very seventies. We recorded it like a seventies album in, in mm. the way that we did it. And what better place to do that than Wells? Because Wells is where a lot of mythology comes from. It's, it's they're the oldest natives to this island in the UK, and there's a lot of history there, you know. And that's what that album has that feel to it. And for example, the second album the way that it's sounding it's way more exotic sounding okay so we want to our plans are to go somewhere exotic you know and we've got some places in mind but oh, whether okay. or not that's 
when you say exotic and I think about Cornell, my mind starts going to exotic places. Oh, yeah, Morocco, places like that. Yeah, I, I, you'll have a wealth of choice depending upon, as you say, what, what really grabs you, I guess, from that. Um, when you say you wouldn't, how long were you there for then? Uh, we were there for two weeks at the cottage, but we were at, at the ranch studio for a week. So, and there was pre-production that was about a month it was recording, I'd say. Two weeks then, I, guess. I can see why mm. a small cottage, not much money, food lacking. Uh, yeah, that's, it's just stressful environment, I say, but it, it almost, it does have a very old school way of doing and recording an album. Um, you think when you think of bands doing it, you start thinking back to the 80s and the 70s and stuff like that compared to going to a, a top draw studio in the centre of London or something like that. Yeah. That just doesn't interest me, you know? Like, I'm interested in some producers that work in those kind of studios, but for me, the environment that we're recording in is, is an important thing, you know? Like, don't get me wrong, I, I would like to do something at Rockfield or something like that at some point, just because of the history that's in that place. But, like... We did this one in Wales, the next one will be somewhere else, and the next one will be somewhere else. We want to we wanna travel while we do it as well, because that makes every album have a different feel and element to it, you know? like It sounds like your imagination is quite strong, whether it be for just writing for the album, but also how you want it to be themed, or how you want it to make you feel while you're yeah. making it. Um, and as I already said, going off Royal Swan, I feel like that comes through, so that if people are watching and are as big a fan of it as I am, well, hopefully they'll be as excited about album two, three, four, five, six, X amount, however many you get to. Um, yeah, yeah. On that then, one of the sort of inherent themes throughout the album, I guess, is kind of the Britishness side of things. Something you kind of shine a light in both a positive and a sort of negative way. Um, can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Um, it's... It comes, it's, it's an interesting one because we've had a few German interviews where I've been sort of answering this question. It's a hard question to answer about sounding like I'm being a nationalist, which <laughs> is not the case. Um, it's, it's with the whole thing that was going on with Brexit, which is not as talked about as at, at the moment with everything else going on. That's how quickly things move on, you know what I mean? That's what we've also realised doing this album, that sometimes if you're talking about something, by the time it comes out, everyone might be talking about someone else. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, but I think it was a time where I've, I've done a lot of traveling in my time when I'm not doing Fox Stewart, I'm, I'm traveling all the time. Do you know what I mean, I was in Finland, um, last year, Slovakia, Austria, and oh, I'm wow. always going around Europe and we, we had been in, in Europe a few times as well. Now we've been to Sweden and we've been to Munich and Germany and we've experienced the, the Brexit question a lot coming from a lot of other people in Europe. And it has been a very embarrassing time for some people in, in England. Do you know what I mean? So what we were with all the confusion that's been going on in England with the separations of Europe and stuff like that, it was the message is it's to be proud of where you're from and not in like a nationalist way, like oh, we're better than everyone in Europe. That we're still England's still a great place and English people are great people and we and we're a great community of people and it's a positive message. Do you know what I mean? Not like a yeah, and not do you know what I mean? When it's a hard one to say without sounding like you're being like. And it, that's another thing that I find quite annoying. It's like obviously the St. George flag is associated with a lot of racism. and I, I hate that, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think being proud of where you're from is, is quite an, a sweet thing, you know what I mean? To be proud of my brothers and my sisters and my, my grandparents and a lot of the people who have worked really hard to make England a really, a really special place, you know? Uh, I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, it almost feels like uh, your position your view of uh, England, UK, and so on, has been hijacked 
hijacked to a degree yeah. where you can you almost have to be ashamed of it to a to a i grew up i'm not english i grew i am irish and i grew up oh, yeah. stuff like that and i you were always led to believe you should be a little bit embarrassed about that sort of thing there's only when you get yeah. old you can properly take a side and it's interesting you say about things moving on but that stance feels like that particular stance seems like it's always going to be around be it in a negative or positive way we are as a country england the UK, a seething, boiling mass of ready yeah. to explode issues, whether it be from Brexit to anything else. You talk, you know, you talk about things moving on quick. We spent two weeks obsessed with Dominic, Dominic Cummings and then completely forgot about that. You don't write an album about that. Um, but obviously, Yeah, exactly. It's an interesting one, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's everyone, you get a lot of people very annoyed about the Dominic Cummings things and there's a load of people in the street um protesting and then there's there's uh, there's so much stuff it just i can't keep up with everything yeah. yeah it's like it's like what is going on it's, always, it's, it's a crazy time it really is a crazy time and i don't know what to expect next you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like who knows what what next is going to happen because at this be point great, yeah. i'm really not sure <laughs> but if you can use even any part of that to inspire or take inspiration and i don't think uh, we're having this discussion and i don't think it's fair or right to turn around and say well foxstar is an overtly political band that's certainly no. what i got from it in any way shape or form but to be honest we had this discussion actually not not too long ago about um because we've all got our, our own political opinions and things like that but fox jewel we don't feel is necessarily the place for that like we don't get me wrong we we've I, I know the guys from Idols and we, we love Rage Against the Machine and we love, we love these bands that do, that do that very well and they've got a message and cheerio, mate, like great stuff, you know, but Fox Jewel is more about escapism. Yeah. And um, that, like I said, we were talking about the prog thing. There's a lot of fantasy themes in some of our music as well. And we like that. We like our music to be a place where people don't have to be screamed at like everyone else is <laughs> all the time. I mean, if you don't want to hear that, you come listen to Fox Jewel because we just want to have a good time. <laughs> I love it and you's fantastical and I always it made me feel uh, incredibly dreamlike um you know so I'm glad you're all on the same page in that because you say there's there, there are plenty of bands that do that if it's not your thing there's no reason to do it um, that's it that's it have you been paying much attention to the feedback that you've received so far mainly from the singles really I guess so is, is that something you pay attention to yeah I um I've sort of we've got a few reviews come through as well which have been really good and um we we, we kind of struck gold with uh peter the roman doing the artwork as well like um that artwork is just incredible i can't wait to have the vinyl because i want to frame it and put it on my wall you know like it's just it's such a beautiful piece it, it almost feels like when i looked at it it feels like you can touch it like it's embossed it's like it's embossed yeah you know you want to touch it don't you it's, it's yeah. incredible he, he is amazing i really recommend checking out his page if you've not um peter the roman all one word on instagram cool. one of the best artists like how we got him to do the album was i just i just basically asked him i was a huge fan of his work and i just said look man like i'm a huge fan would you be interested in working with us and he replied with like I'm a I'm a fan of Fox Jewel. I would absolutely love to. We negotiated, and obviously there was money discussed and that. But when he turned around and said he was a fan of the band, I was like, Are "You joking?" <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so yeah, so back on the feedback thing. When you sort of look at the comments and Facebook and stuff like that, do you is it something you obsess over, or is it kind of like, "Oh, that's cool," and then put to the side? Um, it's. 
I, I don't want to say I obsess about it. I mean, I, I ha I'm interested. I do look at the comments sometimes on some of the YouTube videos, or I like to see how people are responding to it. Um, but it's also interesting to see what some people take from it as well, because it's sometimes the opposite of what they're aiming for with it. And it's kind of interesting. I like that, though, how people can take a lot of different things out of my lyrics, you know? Yeah. Um, so you're a band, obviously, that has pretty much existed in the modern world of music, streaming, YouTube, instant gratification. Um, how do you, as a unit, I guess, and individually, uh, handle the constant pressure to always be active in some way? Whether you're having to update your Facebook and social media or put a video out regularly, you know, the way you've been doing with this album, where you've basically released uh, three singles up to this point with a fourth to come. That's right. Yeah. 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 Do you... Hang on, uh, yeah, is that right? Triple A, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Fourth, the fourth one comes out um, in a few days. Yeah. So how yeah. do you handle that kind of like pressure to constantly be active? Is it something you enjoy? Um, yeah, I mean, we, I think Josh, our, our guitarist and producer, um, one of the two brothers, he's very good at um, keeping us in check, you know, because me and Alex are very the emotional, creative guys, you know. Um, Josh is creative as well, don't get me wrong, but Kieran and Josh are more like practical guys and they get stuff done. And our manager also is always on at us every week, you know, guys, we need, <laughs> we need content. And we've got, we've also got like um, two other versions of some of the songs on this album, AAA and Half House. We've got two other versions of them that are going to come out as well at some point that are really cool. There's like a really dark, sun kill moon, atmospheric version of Half House. Ooh. And then there's like a, a real 60s, like almost like Paul Simon sounding version of AAA, which I personally kind of prefer to the actual original. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the way I, I, the phrasing is really interesting in it. It's kind of a bit like, it sounds a bit like The Police as well, which I quite like. That sounds very, very exciting. Um, and on that as well, like you talk about you having the pressure put out as well, but your label, Hassle Records, they've been really supportive, right? Um, They've been amazing, actually. Yeah. Um, I've never worked with a record label before. I'd always self-released with my previous prog works and stuff like that. Um, but they've been really sort of like um, supportive of what we've done. They've also given us advice. Um, whether we choose to take it, it's not like, hey, guys, you're signed to us now. This is what you're doing. Mm. It's not like that at all. It's everything's very... That we, there's a really good sort of discussion that goes on between our manager our pr team our booking agents we, there's a big group of us that work together and everyone's so it, the communication is just so good do you know i mean like we we get shit done and that's really good you know that's fantastic to hear because uh, as you say particularly when it's your debut and you're signed to a label and uh, obviously nowadays there's so many different variations on labels as well it's whether it not brings you that comfort or it just adds even more pressure to an already pressure-filled situation, but it seems like it's mm. comfort for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I think they give us a lot of creative control because yeah. obviously they're an independent label as well. We've not been signed to a major at this point. Maybe we will one day, who knows? Um, but they, they're giving us a lot of, I mean, like, they, like when we did the album, they had some notes on them. <laughs> we, I'm interested in what they said as well because um, they are creative people and Wes, and Mies, the two guys that we work with a lot, they, they've got good taste and they know what they're talking about, you know? Like, that's why I do, I do take what they say into account, you know? But they do know that obviously as, as I'm a very strong creative 
energy in this band. Like I, I decide a lot with what we look like and how we're going to present ourselves. They do trust me, which is really cool. I sort of say, look, guys, trust me on this one. And they do, you know, so that's a really nice working relationship. I couldn't ask for more, actually. Yeah, I was going to that, that I was going to say, like, you are obviously clearly so creative and so um dare I say, quite take a stance when you feel like you are correct, how, how that clashing would work. But as mm. you say, if you're getting that great support, then it doesn't even matter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, do you ever have to take a moment for yourself, though, where you sort of step back and go, all right, maybe I'm being a little bit, uh, a little bit too much of a stance taker here? Oh, yeah. I can, if you were just speaking to the other guys in my band now, or especially my manager, I think he would, have, he would, he would agree with you that I can be very difficult at times. But that's what art's all about, you know? I'm not willing to say, oh, yeah, let's just go with that. You know, it's got to be right, you know? I feel like you're proving it as well with your creative outlet and just on his debut album for Fox Store alone certainly proves anything you want to say correct on that front because it is such yeah. an accomplished release. I'm really, I'm really proud of it. I, I, uh, like I said, though, it's like... <laughs> Raw Swan, I'm on, I'm working on album two now. You know what I mean? And I'm just like so lost in that. That's exciting as well, mind. That sounds really good. What we've it's got really coming up with that? Obviously, it, obviously this is uh, your press, your PR part for for Royal Swan. And it's like, nah, let's forget <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, it's a good album. I'll give it that. It is a good album. It's got well, some. I love the intro on it as well. I love. Um, I love that. That was a loop that I created on on my loop, my boss looper. Okay. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I really like looping. And I think there's something really hypnotic and mesmerizing about a, like a really dark loop. And I love how the album opens up with that orchestral vocals that we would put over that. It's a cool you, track. Does it ever, did it enter your mind regarding it that you were kind of like, look, how do we want this to be consumed by someone who's listening to it? Obviously, you know, you have your individual tracks, but did you think, okay, the, uh, consumption preferably would be someone sits down closes the doors, windows, puts a pair of headphones on and does it in one big sitting. Because that's kind of how I felt like it should be. Like I wanted to consume it. Absolutely. Like, and that was one of the things um, when we were discussing with the label when the album was coming out, that we, they were sort of like, they wanted the album to be like, bang, bang, like all the, all the attention straight away to grab the listener. Where I was sort of like, this is, I want, this is like a, a 70s sounding album. It's all about the intro for me and not rushing into it as such. It's, it's um, it's an album like you said to be. It is for the vinyl to be stuck on, mm. and that's why I think there's so much attention to the artwork and the way that we're presenting this album because it's it's an album to be sat down and enjoyed as a piece. You yes. know, like it really is a piece. Like like you'd stick Dark Side on, you know, like or one of those great albums. You know, it's it's a real moment, and that's what I want to make is good albums. You know. Um, you've actually done that. And aside from the upcoming album release, um, what moment in the band's existence so far, right, for you, made you maybe turn around and think, ah, oh, hell, we're actually kind of going to, we might make it, Fox John might make it, you know, which is no easy task these days. Has there been a moment? Yeah, um, when we signed to UTA, when we got okay. the booking agent, I remember I was working on a job and I was jumping around in the back garden and I found out because... We'd, um, we're obviously very good friends with Black Peaks and Black Peaks had, um, we were on tour with Black Peaks and they had mentioned to us about Christina and Sean. Um, Sean Golden actually books for Post Malone as well. Wow. Um, and uh, 
I had a, I had a moment with Sean in London where he he came to see us. At, um, what was that pub? I can't I can't remember off the top in of my head. But we played. We played, yeah, we played a pub. It was um, like All Blue Last, that's oh, it. All Blue Last, yeah. We played there, and after the gig, he, he sort of said to me, he was like, you're a young Mike Patton. And I was just like, oh, thank you, man. I like Mike Patton. <laughs> yeah, how do you respond <laughs> uh, to that? <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's really into the band, and to have a name like that really interested. And, and I mean, they got us that gig with Zach Wilde in, in Sweden on that boat, which was just like madness. Wow. That was a crazy show as well. We we had to, we were midway through a tour and we it was basically we basically did like an all nighter without sleeping and then got on a boat and then drank all night like drank loads of long drink which is a Scandinavian drink you you'll come across it if you're in Finland or Sweden or long drink it's like a grapefruit drink amazing yeah. we drank so much of that and uh, the next day the boat was rocking and we played with Candlemas ever heard of them. Yeah, of course, Candlemass, amazing band. Yeah, they were good. We were backstage with them. They were, they were good. They were good fun. Oh, that's amazing. That is such an incredible story. So what a moment! And it's something, as you say, you might have pulled an all-nighter because of how you had to get there. That's something you could never have turned down. Never. Oh, that's it. It's like it's it's kind of like when I'm traveling as well, mine. There's times when I'm traveling and I've got a 15-hour coach journey from this part of Cambodia to this part, whatever, and you you don't sleep for most of it, and you wake up the next day and you're like what's going on but it's kind of all part of the adventure and when you're in a touring band there is going to be those moments I mean you've got to try and get your sleep when you can but it seems to be when we end up on tour we're just in this kind of like crazy moment where we just want to enjoy every moment of it well, yeah because I, I think you're a realist as well and that you know these opportunities can be fleeting they don't always come around mm. and just look at right now Eat whatever, you couldn't you couldn't tour even if you wanted to that's it it's it's um I am missing playing. I will say that as well. Like, That's what um, I'm going to ask you next. Then, what plans, if any, does Foxtrot have for the remainder of 2020 and into 2021? Is there anything potentially set in stone, or is it all just penciled in and hoping? I think we're going to do some live sessions of the albums with the guests that were involved on the album. Okay. Um, we did have a tour booked for October, but that has been pushed back now, unfortunately. Course. Um, so that's just we're waiting to see when, when that comes from. So I can't really guarantee anything with you just yet until that comes through. But um, also, we've got a festival as well, Radar Festival, at the end of the year. But whether that continues to go through as well, it's all it's all very up in the air at the moment. You know what I mean? It's everyone says the same thing when we talk about future plans and tours, and it's it's almost like I can answer for you. I I, mm. I asked the question and answer go. Yep, yeah, we'll see what happens basically because that is yeah. exactly it. Um, yeah. <coughs> what? So you are obviously such a great outlet when it comes to music. What? What do you do then when you're not making music? Because it seems the impression I'm getting from you is that you're never really not doing something musical. Do you ever? Do you I, ever? I, way? I do a lot of nights spend either on my guitar or on the on the analog synths or playing with pedals or I am writing a lot, but. For example, this week I've not done any writing yet um, and I'm try trying to almost not write at the moment because sometimes it, you do it a bit too much and you need to move away from it mm. and then come back to it. I'm going to try and paint again this week because I've not painted in ages and I've got this kind of urge to do some of that again. Okay. But I like to, I, used to, I like to do, I play games sometimes as well, you know, like just because that's good to just take myself away from the creativity as well and not think about being creative. Um, I like to go for walks. I like to go through like the countryside in Bristol. Okay, cool. What um? 
So you say, you, you, what games do you like to play then? Because that's one of our major subjects on the site. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm a, when it comes to games, I really like the classic Resident Evil games. Like, um, I love the original Resident Evil, like the remake as well of the re original Resident Evil is just like one of my favorite games of all time. Absolutely. Um, Silent Hill as well, Silent Hill 2, that's a classic game. So you like your horror games then, but it seemed a bit of a theme. Yeah, I, I like um, I like Red Dead Redemption as well online. I play that online with, with a few of my friends. I quite like um, immersing myself in the Wild West. Very immersive, yeah. I, I like all sorts of stuff, really. Like, um, but I'm not a massive. I'm not like a proper gamer. I just it's more like just a escapism thing for me. I just like to turn it on and just get lost in it. That's exactly what it's it's for. It's what gaming is for? Mm. Escapism. Lose yourself for a couple of hours in whatever you're playing. That's. Uh, I wish more people would see it that way. <laughs> yeah. Danny, we'll leave it there. Um, Fox Royal Swans out on the 3rd of July by Hassle Records. Um, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?